Is Claire a girl or a ghost? This week on the podcast, Francine Pascal's Sweet Valley Twin Super Chiller, the Carnival Ghost. bookish it's the book club where we read old books and see if they're cool now or if we should forget about them (laughs) i'm one of your hosts emma i'm the other host allison this week we're going back into the world of sweet valley yay it's another sweet valley twins the last one we read was the christmas the magic christmas right and i actually enjoyed that one i enjoyed it too this was the other one that was one of my favorites when i was young it's one of the super chillers and it's called the carnival ghost um, and you know, I picked it because it's Halloween time, but it technically takes place in Christmas time. Right. And I was just about to say too, the cover of it is kind of misleading because it's red and green. So it looks like a Christmas book. Yeah. And so, and when, when you open it, there's like a little Christmas ornament in there. So I guess it came out at Christmas time, even though it's a creepy story. Yeah. So whatever. We're, we're making it Halloween-y well, though. Well, talk about what's on the book a little bit. The image that we've oh, got going on. Oh, the cover? Yeah. So we have Elizabeth, and we know it's Elizabeth because her hair's pulled back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, she is wearing a very uh, weird Hawaiian print shirt. Red and green. Red and green. <laughs> and she's in the background. There's a carnival, and it's kind of like misty, and there's a flying ghost girl that looks really pissed off. <laughs> um, and Elizabeth's looking back with fear in her eyes. Oh. So would you? it's a little bit brighter looking than Wait Till Helen Comes. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Sweet Valley. Well, I guess so, too. Yeah. Sweet Valley's not a scary series by any stretch. But this is a super chiller. I mean, it is, but it is. But and they you st- know- I guess they still have to appeal to yes. the Sweet Valley Twins audience. These are This one was written... Um, actually, wait. Hang on. Let me, let me look up when it was written. It was written before Magic Christmas. I know that. Yeah, because it's 1990, and the last one we read was 1992. Okay. Which, you know... Can we talk about the Sweet Valley timeline for a minute? Sure. They're in sixth grade. They're at all of these books. They, I don't think they ever age. Maybe they do. So, like, if we want to talk about how we read Magic Christmas and this book takes place after their Christmas break or during their Christmas break after Christmas. Yes. So, did they just come? That. So, they just came back from this fantastical land and yeah. they never mention it ever again. No. 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 <laughs> okay. I just I just always find that funny to like think about the timeline of things yeah. and how they never have and never will match up. It would be kind of interesting if they did match up. Like, hey, Jessica, remember that time remember where the time we went to a magical world <laughs> and we were with these cute princes? <laughs> I, you know what? If that actually happened to you, or if this actually happened <laughs> to you, I'm not sure that you could think about anything else. Agreed. That would be the thing I'd be talking about all the time. I mean, you'd probably drop out of school. How could you even... I would not be able to concentrate on the real world had I visited the magical... What was that world called? Was there a name to it? No, it had The other world? The other kingdom? No. no. The hidden kingdom? I can't remember. I think it was the hidden kingdom. (laughs) I don't remember. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about our last Sweet Valley episode where we uh, read The Magic Christmas and it was good. It was yeah. Did you like this one better than that? Do you want to wait till the end or you want me to tell you now? Do you want suspense? I don't care. I actually did enjoy this book. Yeah. A lot. Good, good. Because <laughs> I remember liking it too. And as I was reading it, I, I was comparing it a lot to Wait Till Helen Comes because we read it recently. But uh, 
this this ghost has a lot of different things about her. Yes, very that, different. That I liked. So it's different enough that it's good. So anyway, I guess let's just get into it. Yeah. Um, there's no author recap this time because we already talked about Jamie, Suzanne, and Fras- Francine Pascal in our last Sweet Valley episode. So if you want to learn about the author, go listen to that episode. And you should listen to it anyway. Exactly. So this super chiller starts after Christmas. After their Harlequin doll adventure. Yeah. It's winter break, and they're talking about how they're excited about a carnival coming to Sweet Valley. Which I find kind of weird. In the winter? Yeah. But they are in California, so... And well, it's still, on the like, beach. Does anybody have any money after the holidays? Like, who's... Well, the is twins it financially don't, they're complaining about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, people have just spent all their money on, on Christmas and the holidays. I don't imagine they have any... Well, then again, too, uh, in the book it mentions that it's like what one ticket per one per ride is ride. one ticket yeah. and i'm like but they don't say how much the tickets are true but that's they have cheap to be cheap yeah because now i think it's what two or three tickets per ride sometimes i wouldn't know i haven't been oh, yeah, since right. since 1992 <laughs> actually it was probably after that but still yeah no I it takes a lot a of tickets it takes a lot of tickets now of course it does inflation yes so the story starts off with them at a Chinese restaurant, and uh, it's it's really pointless, except that Elizabeth gets a mysterious fortune cookie that says, avoid high places if you do not wish to fall. And, you know, of course, Jessica's like, yeah, of course, duh. duh. <laughs> and then it does come into play later. It does. It yes. does, because I was wondering about that. Well, Jessica's fortune was vanity is your greatest weakness. And so I thought that would come into play as like... It does, though. Does it? But in a different way. Because I was thinking like the mirrors at a haunted house or something I'll like that. I'll tell you why I think it comes into play later. Okay. If you remind me. Yeah, we'll try to remember. Okay. We're kind of bad about that. I know, we are really <laughs> bad about that. So next day, they go to the carnival. And as soon as Elizabeth gets to this carnival, she has like a creepy feeling that she's being watched. Mm-hmm. Which is something you should worry about also the, the, they describe the carnival as having like the entrance as a huge clown mouth and i'm like that's creepy uh, yeah that's I'm not, not appe- afraid of clowns but it's not appealing to me no it's not friendly no i don't know why you would do that but the first place that well the first place they talk about visiting is the haunted house which is be where i would want to go to well i thought it was odd that elizabeth would be so excited about it because she's the studious one right she's the yeah, but that's why she's not scared of stuff. Oh, okay. Because, you know, ghosts aren't real, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> sure. They go through the haunted house. Elizabeth feels like she's being watched. At the end of it, there's like a split path. There's like a vampire path and a ghost path. Which one would you choose? The vampire path. Me too. For sure. But not because I'm afraid of ghosts. It's just because I like vampires. No, I'm the same way. Well, I am afraid of ghosts, but... <laughs> <laughs> but like, vampires. If I, if I get to see some kind of like... Stuart Townsend, Queen of the Damned, or oh, you Lost like Boys. Sexy yes, sure that's not what they would do. They're not going to just have like a boudoir with a bunch of sexy vampires <laughs> oh lounging. Around. That would be amazing. <laughs> that is definitely that's a little less of a haunted house and something else entirely different. <laughs> no, okay. So Jessica goes to the vampire path, and Elizabeth goes to the ghost path. And as she holds the doorknob to the ghost room, she feels a chill. Hmm. And we move on to the next chapter. Uh, where suddenly there's a voice behind Elizabeth. It's a girl around her age. She says her name is Claire. And uh, that she's the daughter of the carnival owner. 
She's she's in the haunted house with her right yeah. now. Okay. Yeah, she comes in there. That's where she oh, meets. Maybe her. I skimmed. The, look, I'm just gonna be honest. I did skim some <laughs> parts, but that's because I was reading this book at night by myself in my house, and it wasn't I can't. Scary. There were parts that it could have been scary, and I didn't want to scare myself, so I kind of skimmed some parts. Girl shows up behind Elizabeth, freaks her out. Uh, startles her, I guess. And she's like, yeah, my name's Claire. My dad owns this carnival. And, you know, she tells Elizabeth not to be afraid of the of the ghost room because it's not scary. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay, now I remember. And yeah. then the girl, like, disappears. And Elizabeth's like, oh, she must have run ahead. And I'm like, how do you not notice this stuff? Like, I don't know. that This is like a trope in all of these. Where they're like, oh, she disappeared? She must have gone ahead and I didn't see her. And I'm like, how do you not see a person walking right. in front of you? Right. She, it's not like she can teleport. Right. Uh, whatever. She makes a lot of excuses. Yes, tons. So as she goes through the ghost haunted house, she sees a grave. Uh, there's like a tombstone or whatever, which is the exit. Like you have to exit through an open grave, which I think is a really cool idea. Yeah, it by is. By the way. But the grave, the tombstone above the open grave says, uh, has the initial CC when the years 1882 and 1892. Kind of a similar time for Helen. I think Helen was around that time, too. Oh, was she really? I just, 1800s. I do remember that her initials were HH. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. So now we got a CC. Yeah. God, it really is very similar. Did this come after Wait Till Helen Comes? Yeah. Okay. Wait Till Helen Comes was, I think, like 80-something. Okay. This is 1990. So they're probably just pulling those references. Right? I just think it's like an homage, not a, a ripoff. Yeah. They were definitely a fan, for sure. So she exits the haunted house. Uh, Jessica's there. She didn't see Claire exit. So, you know. And Elizabeth, oh, she oh, just, well, she must have been really fast. Yeah. Or, I mean, would you immediately jump to she teleported or she disappeared? Like, probably not. I'd probably go immediately to. Uh, She's a ghost. She's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the ghost part of the haunted house. Well, Elizabeth seems to be kind of obsessed with Claire because she thinks she sees her in the distance and runs off after her, leaving Jessica all by herself, even though they came to this carnival together. I don't understand what is so intriguing about this person. I, I don't. I think she said she wanted to uh, interview her for the oh, newspaper. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're so maybe, little... I guess that makes sense. Okay. At this point, it makes sense. <laughs> uh, so Jessica is on her own, and she visits the fortune teller, whose name is Mademoiselle, Mademoiselle Z, mm -hmm. which is such a fortune tellery name. She gets her fortune told. It's nothing major. It was just like, you will have a happy event happening soon. Yes. It was one sentence. I would be pissed one, if that were my fortune. One ticket yeah. for one sentence. Mm -hmm. I was very disappointed. I wanted some kind of juicy fortune being told or some kind of rhyming yeah puzzly thing i mean she did have like a little bit of like theatrics she did like the whole closing her eyes and oh, opening yeah. it again putting and, her fingers on yeah. her temples and but you know if you go to a fortune teller that you don't want to hear something as generic as yeah. you will have a happy event soon i mean that's fortune cookie bullshit well Jess jessica was totally satisfied yeah. with this she was like Woo! Well, she's a sixth grader <laughs> okay yeah. true <laughs> Um, so she leaves there. She meets up with Elizabeth later, who's, like, gushing about her new friend, Claire. And they return home. Their parents tell them that they've decided to raise their allowances. And Jessica takes that to mean that her, uh, fortune came true. That's right. She's like, oh, see? Something good did happen. <laughs> so now she's sold. Um, so she can't wait to go back and take all her friends to see the fortune teller. So, I don't know. I guess the twins go home to have dinner and then go back to the carnival again that night. 
So Is that what happens? Yes. They go back the same night. And when Elizabeth and Jessica meet up before going home for dinner, it doesn't mention anything about Jessica seeing Claire or No. They they actually make mention that uh I don't know if it's this specific time, but there's other times where Jessica will be like, yeah, I was with Claire. She's right over there. And Jessica will look for her and she won't see her. Okay. Yeah. So. I'm just like, there's so many red flags. Yeah. Red flags. Things are weird. Well, this, I mean, if you were looking for a mystery, they spell it out for yes. you. Like, everything is pretty clear. Maybe for a child, it's not. But reading maybe- it now, I'm like, they just, like, that tombstone pretty much tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. I don't think we're supposed to be fooled. Yeah. So we know this Claire person is a ghost. They do go to the carnival back that night. Uh, Elizabeth immediately runs off to find Claire because whatever. Obsessive. And Jessica takes her friends, the unicorns, yay, to go visit uh, Mademoiselle Z and get their fortunes told. Lila is skeptical because she's smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she tells the woman to her face that she's a phony. I wouldn't do that. I, I mean, wouldn't either. I would just be like, I don't believe in this shit, but you do your thing, lady. <laughs> but um, so, you know, the fortune teller is clearly irritated and tells Lila that misfortune will be on her soon. <gasps> and sure enough, a few minutes later, she ruins her brand new t-shirt with a spilled milkshake when a horse gets freaked out and like... Horses. Horses. I know, horses. <laughs> horses. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> I think it's because we're reading like young girl books and the young girls like horses. Oh, I, I mean, I, mean, I, I didn't guess. care. I, uh, I think that's what it is. Okay. Anyway. Um, so that's the great misfortune that she's ruined. Yep. She shirt. ruined her brand new t-shirt. So she's upset. Jessica sees Elizabeth in, in the distance, but Elizabeth ignores her when she calls to her. And she doesn't see Doesn't Claire. see Claire. Nope. Okay. No Claire. The next morning, Jessica wakes surprised to find that Elizabeth has already left for the carnival and... And here's the big one. She didn't make her bed. (gasps) That's like huge red flag. (laughs) Something is going on with Elizabeth. And it gets worse. Does it? Elizabeth's friend Amy comes by. Oh, yeah. Because they had plans to uh, work on their article about the carnival, but Elizabeth totally forgot about her. And that's not no normal behavior from Elizabeth. Elizabeth's clearly possessed by the devil, <laughs> and we should exercise her. <laughs> Amy then shares a little bit of uh, information with Jessica about the carnival that she's researched. It's called the Caldwell Carnival. So now we have CC. Yeah. And it was forced to leave two towns early because of accidents that happened. Uh, one girl fell off of a ride and was injured. Oh, see, I have in my notes deaths, but I guess I went a bit too dramatic there. Well, no, there, no deaths. No, no just deaths. Just accidents. Yeah. Okay. Because if if there were deaths, then why would Claire need another friend? Oh yeah. <laughs> Unless she's like unless a friend, it's like Helen, a friend they, collector. Just oh yeah, they they, they go to their family. Yeah. They choose. They're just like whoops, I killed oh, another one. And she still you. didn't stay with me. <laughs> So Jessica leaves later. Uh, the The book makes it a point to let us know that the twins have worn similar outfits. Yes, so that's we right. know some mistaken identity is about to happen. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth is at the carnival hanging out with Claire, who is definitely creeped down USA. Yes, just d- being a creep creeper. She demonstrates that she can read Elizabeth's mind, but it's no big deal. 
you know, no big deal. Well, Elizabeth is enchanted by this. Like, yeah. oh, this is so cool. How do you do that? Teach me how. And I'm like, but you're smarter than this. It's, yeah, you're smarter it, than and this. And also, it's not just like guessing what someone might be able to say. She's legit reading her mind. Yes. Like, there's no trick to it. Don't be an idiot. Claire also at this point tells Elizabeth that, you know, the other employees hate her and pretend she's not there. Huh. Uh-huh. Red flag. Uh-huh. And um, but somehow she can go steal snow cones, so I guess she can like hold physical objects. I felt I thought that was weird too. Yeah. Cause she comes back and she's like, Hey, I have a snow cone. And I'm like, How did you get that? <laughs> well, how are you holding that? Reminds me of uh, did you ever see the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze? Yeah, but it was I don't know a, a long, long time oh, ago. I don't I, remember a lot about it. I love that movie. There's a, there's a part in the subway where he has to learn how to push. Oh, so eventually he can learn a coin. Yes, but he's have to he has to be taught by an older like really creepy weird ghost. How to? I mean, yeah, I, I guess it depends on your ghost lore on whether or not ghosts can touch things or not. They never mention. Uh, they might mention, and I just didn't notice of uh, Claire touching Elizabeth, but. They do have this ghost lore has it where Claire can choose who sees her. So, oh yeah. So there's that. Yeah. But whatever. I guess this ghost can also hold snow cones. Snow root beer. Root beer snow cones. Oh gross. Which is so important because OMG, that's Elizabeth's favorite flavor. And she knew somehow. And she knew. But it's also Claire's favorite flavor. <gasps> <gasps> They're BFFs. meant to be BFFs. Yeah. Um, we also learn at this point that horses are terrified of Claire because, mm-hmm. you know, animals are, animals be smart. Um, when Elizabeth and Claire pass by the fortune teller tent, Mademo- Mademoiselle Z, God, so hard for me to say that I word. know, I just had to say like Miss Z. Miss Z, she's <laughs> going to be Miss Z. All right. When Elizabeth and Claire pass by the fortune teller tent, uh, Miss Z, the fortune teller is there and she, her face looks at them and darkens. So she can see Claire. Yes, she can. Claire brushes it off, saying she's like a crazy lady who should have been fired a long time ago. <laughs> and Elizabeth's okay with that? Yeah, she's just like, okay, whatever, sure. So next chapter, Jessica arrives at the carnival later in the evening. Wait, no, it's the next day. Yeah, it's the next day because Amy and shit. God, they go to the carnival like every fucking day. So they it's do. hard for me to keep track of what days. They what. really do. I mean, and I, uh, sometimes they go multiple times a day. Yeah. Their parents are... They usually go, like, before dinner and then after dinner. Yeah. (laughs) How much is that costing them? Well, I guess if you just walk around and don't do anything. Elizabeth's not doing anything. You don't have to pay to get into the the park? No. okay. From what I gather, you don't pay to get in. You pay for the the attractions. Okay. Jessica arrives later that day at the carnival, immediately goes to the fortune teller. Mm Mm-hmm. Only this time, Miss Z is a little bit less friendly. Oh, you're going to read it? Yeah. Okay. When Jessica peeked inside, she saw Mademoiselle Z sitting calmly in front of her crystal ball. Her eyes were closed, and Jessica had an, had to cough to get her attention. Miss Z's eyes opened slowly. You! she cried suddenly, pointing at Jessica with one long finger. Yes, Jessica said shakily. It's me, Jessica Wakefield, and I... I know who you are, Miss Z interrupted, lowering her voice. And I know your friend, too. Lila? Jessica asked. Is that what she calls herself? Miss Z grimaced. I, I just wanted my fortune told again, Jessica said nervously. Sit then. Miss Z pointed to a chair and Jessica sat down obediently. The fortune teller looked deep into her crystal ball and she rocked back and forth. You want to know your future, Jessica Wakefield? I will tell you your future. 
Jessica leaned forward, transfixed by Miss Z's glittering eyes. You will have no future, Jessica Wakefield, she pronounced abruptly. Jessica gulped. What do you mean? I mean what I said. You will have no future unless you stay away from this carnival. <gasps> and then she forces her out of the tent. See, I mean, I know why she's being vague, because you couldn't move the story along. But why wouldn't she just come out and say... Well, also, what if Jessica didn't believe her? If she said, ghost child, Jessica That's might true. be like, why, well, you're full of it. That's you true. Know, but she, the girl... I would appreciate some transparency. Maybe. And someone saying, look, that's a ghost. Yeah. Get out of here. I mean, she does do that later. Okay. She does it later, but only after (laughs) shit's been going bad for a while. But yeah, well, Jessica believes it, clearly, and she um, runs out of the carnival. She sees Elizabeth near the entrance and gets her attention as she exits. Uh, Once again, Jessica does not see Claire, even though Elizabeth's like, yeah, she's right over there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Elizabeth gushes about Claire, tries to convince Jessica to come meet her. Um, one of the things Jessica says at this point is hilarious because I think she's telling her, like, what Claire told her about the other employees not liking her. And Jessica says something like, maybe they don't like her because she's unlikable. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, she kind of is. Yeah. You know, other than her stupid, like, oh my God, we have the same favorite flavor. Like, she just has There's no personality. No, that was, yeah, I don't think I talk about it in my notes now, but... Later on, I mentioned that when you're shown the snippets of Claire and Elizabeth together, there's nothing happening. Mm -mm. They're not going on rides. I know she mentions like they walk around and talk, but you're not even really seeing much of a conversation. It's just... Her doing creepy tricks tricks. and Elizabeth being like, whoa, show me how you did that. (laughs) Oh my God, you like ponies too? (laughs) So they don't like ponies. Blue and cream. Oh, yeah, blue and green is her favorite color. Actually, I think Claire said she does like horses because Elizabeth said she likes horses. But oh, then yeah, but she's they don't like, like her. the horses don't like, like me. me. Yeah. And I'm like, you're a liar. You don't <laughs> like those horses either. So whatever. They go home. Jessica sees a mysterious man in a black trench coat and black hat outside her window. Yes, no, I just want to remark on this. Sure. <laughs> I feel like this image comes up in a lot of stories. And initially, my thought is... It's going to end up where that guy is helpful. Of course. Why is that a thing? To put this creepy male figure outside of a house. Well, because that's... And then girls in the story feel in their bodies that, hey, this is creepy. I don't like this. They don't tell anybody. Yeah. And they just kind of like wish away. Oh, it's probably just my imagination. I don't know. It is a, it's a pretty common trope, I think, of having, like, the creepy guy who's watching them from afar, and then he's, like, helpful or whatever. But then he's helpful at yeah. the end. I don't know. It's common plot device. <laughs> I I don't know. It's messed up. I don't know. It's, it's kind of funny because I remember being a kid and reading this and not, like, knowing what the purpose of that was. Like, yeah. And I'm like, ooh, who's ooh, this creepy guy? Right. And just thinking it was, like, a strange extra creepy element to add to it. So. Right. I don't know, but as an adult, I'm like, yeah, I know who this guy is already. Right. You, you know, he's going to be fine in the end, yeah. but like, that's not real world. <laughs> Why put those stories out there so young girls can read these things and then... And then be afraid of dudes? Well, to, <laughs> if, if you've got fear in your body and you're looking out the window at a guy, there's a reason for that. Yeah. Tell and then you're mom. telling him, oh, in the end, he's going to be fine. He's going to have a... In a lot of instances, also, I think like they will tell somebody and then they look out and there's nobody there. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true, too. 
In this case, I don't think she tells anyone. No, she doesn't like, tell anybody. I think she mentions it to Elizabeth, maybe. Or Elizabeth's in the room with her at, at the time yeah, that I she sees remember. her, but. They don't tell her parents, yeah. like, hey, there's this guy kissing our house, just so you know. <laughs> there's this creepy guy in a, in a black trench coat staring at my window. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't tell their parents anything in this in, in this entire series, pretty much. No, so. but I do feel that their parents are more present than the parents in Wait Till Helen comes. Well, definitely. Yeah. They're more present. Well, I guess they couldn't have been present in the last book we read because they were in another world. Oh, yeah. So the parents true. weren't even like, they weren't even there. Uh, but their parents actually do do things in this book. Next chapter, Elizabeth wakes up early to go to the damn carnival again. <laughs> but her mom scolds her for letting Amy down yesterday. Yes. Being a bad friend. Good on you, mom. And says, why don't you call Amy and apologize and like reschedule? So Elizabeth is about to, but then she thinks about sad Claire's poor sad face and just can't bear to make a phone call. So she just lies to her mom and says she doesn't want to call her because she's afraid she'll wake her up. Yeah, it's too early. (laughs) But she's going to promise to do it later. But she won't. But she won't. (laughs) So Elizabeth goes to the carnival, runs into another friend that she knows from school. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she invites this friend to hang out with her and Claire, but suddenly the friend whose name is Julie, I think. Ju- Julie? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I, we I never hear about yeah, her. Yeah, I didn't put her in my notes. Well, the reason it's important is because uh, she's going to like hang out with this friend. She's like, oh, come with me, Julie, and we're going to go meet Claire. And then suddenly Julie gets like pale-faced. Yes. And freaks out and yes. is like, I've got to go home immediately. What did she see? Uh, I'm assuming Claire probably put something into her brain since apparently oh. she can get into people's minds. Who knows? She didn't claim she saw a ghost or maybe she no. did. Yes. But we never see her again so Mm-mm. we don't know. Mm-mm. So, you know, not don't worry about that. Uh, don't go check on your friend. You better get to Claire. <laughs> Claire conveniently appears a minute later mm-hmm. after this happens mm-hmm. and... Elizabeth keeps asking Claire, like, why can't they go on rides? Yes. And Claire says, when the time is right, we'll go. Creepy. And I'm like, what does that mean, you creepy bitch? (laughs) But, oh, and uh, Claire turns Elizabeth's lemonade black. Yes, that was some Lost Boys crap. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. But Elizabeth's just like, oh, cool trick. But she was scared. She was scared. But then, like, Claire's like, oh, it was just a trick. And she's like, oh, funny. <laughs> but uh, not really. But, like, this is but then- what you wasted my lemonade. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. She didn't want any lemonade for the rest of the day. <laughs> so that's pretty much all that happens in that chapter. Just, like, they Claire's being a creeper. And- yeah. Let me check my note. Oh, yeah. I have something about, like, so Claire and Elizabeth don't go on any rides, but they can sneak into, like, the behind the scenes and no one at the carnival notices this blonde girl blonde girl just, sneaking at yeah. rides yeah she's just going wherever she pleases and no one ever notices her or stops her it's not like a little blonde girl is like invisible it's and she gives another when the time is right thing if any of my friends started talking to me like this bye so uh next chapter jessica's annoyed that elizabeth is spending all her time at the carnival i feel like this chapter was kind of a throwaway well because they have like a subplot i feel like every sweet valley book has like some kind of subplot and this is like a subplot about lila's new year's eve party oh okay all right that's that's the point of this chapter yeah lila is angry about the carnival because of her you know fortune from miss z 
and her milkshake incident yeah her the the milkshake (laughs) incident of 1990 (laughs) i was like what year was it again 1990 um so yeah, she doesn't want to go back to the carnival, so she was already planning on having a New Year's Eve party, and now she wants to make it carnival-themed, and she wants to make it even better than the real carnival and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, she comes over, and Jessica helps her plan it. Later that night, Jessica hears a tap on her window. Mm. When she goes to investigate, she hears a voice going, Stay away! <laughs> Creepy. No thanks. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. thanks. I mean, she was like, I'm already staying away. <laughs> yeah. So What else do you want from me? She's decided she is not going back to the carnival either. So the next day, question mark. I, I think I was like unsure if this was the next day or the same day. I don't know. Elizabeth is looking for Claire at the carnival. She wants to ask her some questions about herself, like where she lives mm-hmm. and more about her personal life because she's not really ever said anything. Yeah. Um, but as soon as she's about to ask... Claire's eyes darken and Elizabeth forgets mm. all about her question. So this, here we see the difference between wait till Helen comes and Claire. Mm-hmm. Like Claire has some powers. Like Yeah, she's got actual ghost powers. Are those ghost powers? I've never heard of a ghost being able to do that. Well, this is, like I said, ghost lore. <laughs> I mean, you can do whatever. Maybe she's more than just a ghost. She's obviously like a... Demon vengeful spirit or, of poltergeist. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, Helen was very passive and she was kind of just like, I love you, Heather. Come with me. Yeah. Yes, I just, love you. Just You're... emotionally manipulative. Yeah. Emotionally manipulative, but the, she's like physically manipulative. Yeah. And just using powers to draw Elizabeth in to be her thrall, essentially. And it's working. It is working. Yeah. Elizabeth is pretty, pretty boring. I mean, I know you thought Elizabeth was boring anyway but (laughs) she is (laughs) she's really boring in this book yeah well all she does is just like obsess over claire Claire the entire time claire yeah are you claire yep so she just continues to do creepy things and uh everyone else ignores her and she doesn't answer any of elizabeth's questions and when elizabeth is away from her Claire, I guess, still kind of has a hold on her. Yeah, cause because she I'm keeps like, dreaming about her. Like, why wouldn't thinking you think, about her? I have this friend, and I spend all this time with her, and she never answers any of my questions. But she keeps forgetting about <laughs> yeah. them. So, like, it's it's not even just, like, I ask her, and she dodges the question. She legit just forgets, and then Elizabeth forgets why she even wanted to know in the first place. Like, so, it's not her fault. She's, yes, she is being, <laughs> she's being used. Next chapter, Jessica and friends are shopping for Lila's party. Jessica is forced to be the fortune teller. Who Mm -hmm. cares? Whatever. Subplot. (laughs) Elizabeth seems in a daze, forgets about her chores, asks Jessica to do her chores for her. Very unusual. Yes. So the parents ask about Claire, and Elizabeth tells her, you know, yeah, she's the daughter of the owner or whatever and Mr. Wayfield's like wait I thought that it was owned by some corporation not like a family yeah um you know don't don't look into that or anything right uh parents insist that Elizabeth bring Claire to dinner very smart I'm yeah I'm very proud of them for being yeah. these parents and well they're like you're spending all your time with this person we need, we need to, to know her. who she is which yeah. is normal for a sixth grader absolutely you know and so they're like invite her to come to dinner on New Year's Day and she says she will. Later that night, uh, Jessica hears Elizabeth talking in her sleep. 
And then we go to the next chapter. Wait. Wait a minute. Not just talking in her sleep. Elizabeth was groaning like a wild animal. Oh, is that what it says? Freaky. Yes. This was so freaky. (laughs) Well, I was going to read the nightmare that she has. Okay. Well, before the... Because I think the nightmare starts at the next next chapter. Yeah. Go ahead. Describe the sound she was making. Well, if I can remember it because I wanted to skim over it because it was starting to get too scary. (laughs) Let me see if I can find it. But they... So they share a bathroom. So Jessica's got her own room. Elizabeth has her own room, but they share a bathroom. And I think Jessica can hear. She's either in the bathroom. Is she in the bathroom when she starts to hear it? Yeah. Okay. And it just, oh, it just sounded like supernatural. Yeah, it says, again, she heard the noise. Jessica held her breath. It was a terrifying low-pitched groan like that of a wild animal. And it seemed to be getting louder by the minute. Yeah, Elizabeth making that. Sound. Yes, it's Elizabeth. She walks in and it's Elizabeth. Oh, that's just creepy to me. So in the next chapter, we're in Elizabeth's nightmare. Elizabeth felt herself falling and falling. She felt as if she'd been falling forever. Suddenly she stopped. But when she looked around, she found herself in the middle of a very old graveyard. A cold gray fog drifted along the ground, swirling around the crumbling tombstones. Elizabeth shivered. She noticed that she was wearing an old-fashioned thin white dress. Through the fog, she saw a circle of brightly colored lights turning like a wheel. She was compelled to go towards the light, but she was afraid. She reached into the pocket of her dress and pulled out a fortune cookie. The fortune said, beware. Elizabeth tried to walk away from the lights, but no matter which way she turned, they always were in front of her, growing nearer and nearer. She stopped walking altogether, but she was moving closer to the circle of colored lights. No, she cried, and she tried to run, but her feet were held by the thick fog. All at once, the lights were right before her, turning in a slow circle high above her head. At her feet, the fog parted. She saw that she was standing at the edge of a freshly dug grave. At the far end of the grave was the tombstone carved with the initials CC. Elizabeth closed her eyes, and when she opened them again, the writing on the tombstone had changed. Now the initials were EW. A grinning skeleton slowly rose from behind the tombstone. The skeleton turned its eyeless gaze on Elizabeth and laughed. Well, I declare, the skeleton shrieked. I declare, I declare, 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 Claire, Claire, Claire. Elizabeth screamed. Wake up, Lizzie, wake up, you're having a nightmare. I love that part with the skeleton. That was so hilarious. (laughs) So unlike... Remember when we read Christopher Pike's book and they had the, like, dreams that were yes. super, like, abstract and weird? This yes. one's just like, hi, um, Elizabeth, don't go to a Ferris wheel because someone named Claire uh, wants to hurt you. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much spells it out. Yeah. There's no Here's symbolism, your grave, really. and it has to do with a Ferris wheel and someone named Claire. But she doesn't, does she remember no, the No, she doesn't remember right. it. She starts to forget yeah. the dream. Yeah. But why would Claire send her these dreams is what you I want to know. You think Claire sent her that dream? You think this is from her subconscious that knows Absolutely. the future? Absolutely. Yes, I do. I stand by that. I disagree. Why would Claire let her know her plan? Maybe she. Maybe she's testing the water like, oh, is she going to? Or maybe it's the start of it. I just don't think that Elizabeth like could a- have a dream knowing ahead of time exactly what Claire's plans are. Like... We as the reader know. Right. But how would she know it has anything to do with the Ferris wheel? I don't know. (laughs) Dreams are weird. Dreams are weird. Just saying. It's a little too specific. It is. And honestly, I didn't didn't think it was too scary. Like, I've had scarier dreams than this. Even as an 
like even as a kid in elementary school, I had scarier dreams than this. I don't know if I if it were an actual dream, it might be scarier than just like reading it on paper. Very true. Who knows? Jessica tries to get Elizabeth to stay home and hang out with her that day instead of going to see Claire, but nope. Elizabeth's just like Claire needs me. <laughs> Jessica's I, like, I need you. I but. actually really enjoyed this exchange with yeah. the sisters. Um, you know, the last book that we read by the with them in it was very squabbly. And this yeah. one, Jessica puts it out there like, yeah. you're spending too much time with her. Yeah. Like you said, she says, I need you. Mm-hmm. I miss you. Yep. Elizabeth's so, just like, no, Claire needs me more. Peace. Her sad face and her oh, sad yeah. eyes. And she's she has got no, no one. There's probably a reason for that. <laughs> Sometimes there is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Jessica said earlier. Unlikable. So Jessica stays home and helps Lila with her party planning, yada, yada, yada. Elizabeth meets up with Claire, gets mind controlled some more. <laughs> as uh, I didn't even write down the details because it's pretty much like the same stuff, different day, you know. Oh, what happened? Now I want to know what happened. I, uh, hang on. Oh, yeah, this is a pretty good passage because this is when, so later after they're hanging out for a bit, um, Elizabeth's trying to figure out why her mind's been so foggy lately. Mm-hmm. So she's like noticing that shit is weird. And that's when Miss Z approaches them. Okay. Elizabeth looks towards the ocean again, and all at once she remembered that her mother had asked her to invite Claire to dinner. Why are you looking away, Elizabeth? Claire asked quickly. Are you trying to be mean to me? No, Elizabeth said in surprise, turning back to face Claire. I just remembered that my mom wanted me to invite you to dinner. Your mother must be very nice. Claire said coldly, but I can't leave the carnival. Why not? Elizabeth asked. She searched Claire's eyes for a hint of her reason. Why not what, Elizabeth? Claire stared at her. Why not, um, Elizabeth began. Why not, why, why don't we go and play? Yes, go and play. Claire clapped her hands happily. As they walked back towards the center of the carnival, Elizabeth tried to think about what had happened in the last few minutes, but somehow it was already just a blur. Lately, she had been finding that all sorts of things just seemed to evaporate from her memory. I'm so glad we're best friends, Elizabeth, Claire said as the girls headed towards the food booths. You're a friend to no one, a voice cried. Elizabeth looked up in surprise to see a tall woman in a red dress covered with mirrored beads standing directly in front of them. Get out of my way, you crazy old woman, Claire snapped angrily. The woman tried to look defiantly at the little girl, but Elizabeth could see the fear in her eyes. You cannot do this, Claire, the woman said firmly. I could do anything I want, Claire responded. I'm the owner's daughter, and I could do anything I want to do, anything. And you know what happens to people who try to stop me, don't you? The woman in the red dress took a step backward. You, you don't scare me, her voice was shaky. Oh, yes, I do, she said calmly. Now stay out of my way, my friend and I are playing. Doesn't sound very likable. Nope. <laughs> nope, it doesn't. And when Elizabeth asked for explanation, she's just like, uh, she's a phony fortune teller and she should have been fired. So basically, <laughs> like, exactly what she said last time. Except I think we learn now that the that Missy has been working there since she was a kid. Right. So she's kind of grew up with the carnival, too. Mm-hmm. Although... If you knew there was a crazy ghost at the carnival, would you want to work there? No, I wouldn't. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'd leave unless, and go find another carnival. Well, unless she's coming from a place of like, she has to control the ghost. She has to be there to make sure nothing happens. Maybe. But, but I mean, we've already like heard. That's a, we've heard reports of like the other girl falling. You know, clearly she's succeeding or trying to succeed. And Mademoiselle Z is not doing 
Jack. She's trying her best. Uh, maybe. <laughs> she does do good here. Yes. At least. Trying to warn away. She just got the twins confused. So the next chapter is pretty much about Lila's party, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of pointless. Really, the only thing that's important is uh, Elizabeth it shows up against her will. She didn't want to go. Yeah, her parents thought it would be better for her to spend time with her other friends. Yes. So she goes. She's kind of like in a daze and she's distracted. She keeps bl- bringing Claire up randomly in conversation. Just oh, yeah. su- super obsessed with her. Doesn't, and doesn't she like mistake Amy? Well, no, she's talking to Amy and calls her Claire. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And she's like su- just feeling guilty about not being at the carnival with her. And that's that's pretty much all that happens in that chapter. <laughs> just to, was, Elizabeth being. It was a fun chapter. I yeah. mean, I like to read about the details of Lila's party. Yeah, She's it is really the, cool. The have... pool house is set up as like a haunted yeah. house. They have their and... own Ferris wheel. Yeah. But it's small. But it's okay. Yeah. Hey, Ferris wheel in the backyard at a party? Yeah. Well, She's kind of rich. Deal. Lila's yeah, the true. rich girl, so she can have whatever she wants. The party carries over into the next chapter where uh, we see Jessica being the fortune teller. And I guess basically they had a plan where Jessica was going to have pre-written fortunes and she's going to pull them out because right. she didn't think she could remember enough of them. And um, there's some, when Elizabeth comes up, who Amy forced her to do it. And she, I think she had brought Jessica aside earlier and said like, oh, please give Elizabeth like a good fortune or something. And so Jessica gives her some nonsense about like, remember who your true friends are. Soon you'll find out who your true friends are. Yeah, something something like like that. that. But Elizabeth's just like, yeah, whatever, bye. She's Claire. She's Claire. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, Lila gets a fortune about going bald that, you know, the twins swear they didn't write. Right. Because it was, she only wanted happy predictions yeah. at her party. And we're supposed to think it's something like mystical, but it's not and it's dumb. So who cares? <laughs> uh, it's really stupid. Anyway, the next morning is New Year's Day. The carnival is closed. Closed. Yeah. And Claire's supposed to be coming over for dinner, right? Yes. Has that happened yet? No. No, it was supposed to happen that day. Elizabeth tries to rush off to the carnival on New Year's Day, and Jessica stops her. Where are you going, Jessica asked as Elizabeth approached the front door. I'm on my way to the carnival, Elizabeth said. Jessica shook her head. Not today, Elizabeth. It's closed for New Year's Day. Don't you remember? Elizabeth frowned. Was it true that the carnival was closed that day? She didn't think that Claire had ever mentioned it. Are you sure? Elizabeth said. Of course I'm sure, Jessica said. Just about everything's closed today, even the mall. But but how will I get in to see Claire? Elizabeth asked anxiously. She'll be so lonely if I don't go see her. Well, too bad, Jessica was (laughs) exasperated. She'll just have to find something else to do today. But you don't understand, Elizabeth cried. I have to see Claire. I have to see her every day. Why doesn't Jessica understand, Elizabeth thought. Claire needs me. You sound like some kind of robot, Lizzie, Jessica said angrily. All you do is spend time with Claire. All you talk about is Claire. It's as if Claire is taking over your mind. Taking over my mind, Elizabeth wondered. What a silly thought. For a moment, she felt anxious. She was spending an awful lot of time with Claire. Still, Claire was so nice. Or was she? Elizabeth remembered Claire's harsh words to Miss C. If Claire was so nice, why was Miss C so afraid of her? And why did all the workers at the carnival act as if she wasn't there? It bothered Elizabeth to think that way about Claire. Without meaning to do so, Elizabeth pictured Claire's deep, dark eyes and her sad, faraway smile, and all of a sudden, her thoughts vanished. Okay, Jessica said, give me the silent treatment if you want, Elizabeth, but I'm telling you, you better watch out if you want to have any friends left after the carnival leaves. (laughs) 
I love that description of her sad. I'm yes. like, it's like, it's like, she's not a puppy. Yeah, she's not this no, cute she's little not puppy, a puppy you've left in a box outside and it's raining. That's what I think about when I think about my cat at home. Yeah. I'm like, oh, his big sad eyes. <laughs> I should be at home cuddling my cat. <laughs> he needs me. But he's actually nice. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Wakefield uh, asks Elizabeth about Claire coming to dinner that, that night, but Elizabeth doesn't even remember the conversation. She doesn't remember that she never actually invited her yeah. or she never got an answer. And so she's just kind of like, yeah, she's coming. coming. I'm sure she is. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, girl. So obviously Claire's Claire does not show up. No, she doesn't. <laughs> and uh, the parents decide that Elizabeth cannot hang out with Claire anymore mm-hmm. until they get to meet her first. And what was Elizabeth's reaction? Um, I think she was she, angry. Oh, yeah. I don't, I mean, yeah. You can't tell me what to do. I don't remember exactly what she said, but, but she, and she also has no intentions of going along with this. No, she doesn't. She's already like making plans to sneak around. Very unlike Elizabeth. (laughs) So the next morning, Jessica overhears uh, Miss Wakefield arguing with Elizabeth, who had already planned to sneak out. So I guess this is the day after New Year's Day now. So Amy shows up to work on their article and Elizabeth snaps at her and yells at her and says she doesn't care about the article anymore. You know, that's when Jessica decides that she and Amy need to work together. Yeah. To get to the bottom of this. (laughs) So the next chapter, Amy and Jessica are going to visit some man that Amy planned to interview for the, uh, for the article who worked at the carnival and he's the one who designed the haunted house. Yeah. Which, uh, I was hoping for a little bit more information about designing a haunted house but we didn't get any really he uh confirmed that the uh carnival is in fact owned by a corporation and not a family it was once upon a time Mm -hmm. but not anymore the report there were reports that a boy went crazy and burned down the previous haunted house and so that's why this guy that they're interviewing whose name i didn't write down mr melman mr melman Mm -hmm. what a terrible name (laughs) um so he was brought in to design a new one, and he talks about how he got, like, weird feelings as he was working there, and the tombstone that we saw with the CC was was originally just, like, a foam one that said, like, R.I.P. on it, and right. it, like, changed and to a real one. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, he's really calm when he describes this. He's just kind of like, yep, this happened. Yeah, but know. after that happened, I don't. He quit designing haunted houses yeah. after that, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the last haunted house he made. I want to design haunted houses. You'd be really, really good at it. Be really fun. Um, I love the ones at uh, Universal Studios. I would love to work there and like work on creating those sets and stuff. Ugh. It'd be so fun. Maybe I wouldn't be so scared yeah, of them if not scary I during on them. the day when the lights are on. Oh God. They're scary know. at night. But you, you've never been to any of those, have No, you? but I've been to Netherworld, and it's a I did that kind of once, and once was enough. So he's, pr- in my notes, I wrote that he's pretty vague about things. Yeah, he doesn't give, an, he gives some information, but not enough, you know? Right, like, so like just, dig deeper. We need more yeah. clues. That they're obviously not real. Go to the library. Yeah. Look up those articles yeah, or something. Yeah, look up the articles <laughs> about, like, the fir- the fire and, you know, the about the family old that family owned, yes. that used to own it. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't. Because then they could have they could have learned everything by now. Right. Then it would be more like, wait till Helen comes. It would. that's what Maybe they that's did. what they were trying not, not to, to do. do. They wanted to do a big reveal at the end, too. Because they reveal all the shit at the very end. Yeah. So, whatever. Uh... Jessica tries to tell Elizabeth about what she learned about this, but, you know, Elizabeth, you know. Doesn't want to have it. She doesn't want to hear anything. She yeah. Just, Claire, 
She thinks everyone's jealous that she's got a new friend. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, talk about arrogant. <laughs> no, we're not jealous you have another friend, you dummy. <laughs> You're just being crazy. So later, so that afternoon, like, Elizabeth actually has, like, a dream about Claire calling her. Like, she was taking a nap in the afternoon. Oh, I didn't even write it that yeah, down. Because that, okay. that's why she decides to sneak out. Because okay. she tried to sneak out that morning. Her mom caught her. So she was, like, napping in the afternoon, and then she has the dream, and so she legit just was sneaks Claire out. just like, I'm lonely. Yeah. Elizabeth, where are you? Come here. <laughs> and so she sneaks out. But Jessica sees her mm-hmm. and follows her there. But Jessica's still, like, afraid to go in the carnival because of the fortune she got about staying away. So she, like, hesitates at the entrance. And when she does, and I have questions about this, Okay. okay. So as she's hesitating at the entrance, a boy she knows from school runs out of the carnival in a panic, claiming he saw a ghost. Yeah. All right. And so then in the next chapter, we can find out more about it, where he he tells Jessica he was on the Ferris wheel and heard a ghostly voice telling him to come and play. And then he saw the ghostly white shape. And so had Claire given up on Elizabeth? Yep. Yep. (laughs) And was like, this boy will do. (laughs) I, I, or was she playing both of them and he had been going to see her? I mean, he oh, didn't say didn't the word even, Claire, though. So I didn't I don't even know. think about that. That would be interesting. It's not like he was, was like, but Claire. Cheating. She was cheating on Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth, you should know. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was kind of, I guess, what, it took a day? Yeah. One day she's, of not seeing her. She's not a day. She's insecure. She's lonely. <laughs> she's insecure. Elizabeth's never coming back to me. I gotta, I gotta just, take this boy. Despite the dreams that I'm implanting in her brain, she's not coming. So, uh, yeah. this guy, he'll do. He'll do. He's already here. <laughs> Let's see if I can trick him into coming off. Gosh. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Patrick. That's his name. Patrick was his name. <laughs> yeah. So Claire was cheating on Elizabeth. Oh, well. <laughs> Jessica's still too scared to enter the carnival, but luckily it starts like storming and the carnival guests start piling out, Elizabeth included, which I'm actually kind of surprised about because I would think that that wouldn't stop Elizabeth. Like Or Claire. Claire would yeah. be like, look, I've got this secret hiding yeah, place. That's this what I would be, think too. We'll have the carnival all, all to ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. Root beer floats galore. Maybe uh, Claire isn't worried about her staying there when the rides aren't running, but she can turn the rides on. Shoot, I don't know, but... <laughs> It's just one of those things. But Elizabeth leaves, and um, they go home, and Jess again tries to talk sense into Elizabeth, but it doesn't work. Later that night, uh, Jessica's again visited by the mysterious person who tells her to stay away. With some, like, skeleton hand or something, right? Oh, yeah, they show a skeleton skeleton hand. Yeah, and something like Mm -hmm, that, which we find out later was just like, I was really trying to scare you, you know? I was trying to really scare you into staying (laughs) away, but I had a good reason, so... You know, instead of just, I don't know, knocking on the door and being like, hey... Let me exactly. let me be upfront with you. Exactly. <laughs> Just like Miss Z should have been upfront with her yes. rather than stay away. Like, ugh, whatever. Okay. I don't know why you would think like showing a skeleton hand to, to terrify them into staying away is better than just being like, all right, listen, I already tried to warn you vaguely, <laughs> and let it's me, not working. <laughs> it's not working. So let me uh, let me just do this. So whatever. The next morning, Elizabeth is um slightly more normal. Is she, though? No. No! She is being so shady. She's being shady. She's pretending to be normal so everyone thinks everything's okay (laughs) and nothing is weird. She claims that she was, like, feeling sick and that's why she's been acting strangely. She also lies. She flat out lies. And Jessica (laughs) is in the room with her when she does this. Yeah. 
And she says that Claire uh, called her and said that she was sick too, and that's why she didn't show up for dinner yesterday. And she asks permission from her mom to visit the carnival so that she can invite Claire over mm. the next day. Mm-hmm. The parents buy it. Yeah. Jessica doesn't. No, she doesn't. So Elizabeth's apparently been practicing the art of manipulation because uh, Jessica starts to believe after the day goes on that she might she's be back fine. to normal. Yeah. She's be- cleaning things. Yeah. She called Amy. Yeah. And so Jessica's like, oh, maybe she is really back to normal. And I'm like, no, she's not. Watch her. That doesn't keep Jessica from trying to stop her from going to the carnival later when mm-hmm. she goes. But she doesn't listen. What what does she say to Elizabeth? Does she talk about, does she flat out say, like, a um, ghost? or No, because I don't think she knows. Hang on. Because I know at the end of this chapter, Elizabeth says, I listen to you, Jessica. I just don't believe you. What does she not believe her about? Please, Lizzie, there's something horrible going on at that carnival. I don't know what it is, but I know it's not safe. That's basically what she says. Okay. And then she says, why won't you listen to me? And she's like, I listen to you. I just don't believe you. Okay. She, she doesn't believe says, that it's not safe. She just knows something horrible. What about Patrick Morris? Have you forgotten about what happened to him? No, I haven't forgotten. And I promise I won't talk to any ghosts while I'm there. Okay. So she. She does say ghost. Yeah. But. Because Patrick. Yeah. Jessica has not seen a ghost, but she knows something's going on. Right. Elizabeth goes to the carnival. She promises to be home by five, but of course she's not. She's not. Like. Two hours late? Yeah. An hour? Yeah. I mean, well, she legit just doesn't come home at all. And Jessica's eventually, like, after two hours, yeah. she's like, I gotta go. And Parents pa- are off at some event. Yeah, I was like, where? Did they go to a barbecue? Yeah, what? they went to uh, some party. I don't know. Party. Okay. And So they're know. gone all day. Yeah. Steven's in charge. The mm-hmm. older brother's in charge. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she gets a phone call. Jessica's freaking out and she gets a phone call. Hang Read on. it. It's so I will. good. The girl is in danger, said a low, raspy man's voice. Terrible danger. Who, who is this? Jessica managed to ask. The lump in her throat was so big that she could barely speak. Get her away from here, or you will never see her again on this side of the grave. The voice said urgently, quickly, the evil one is ready to strike. Who? Jessica began, but the line had already gone dead. The evil one is the evil about one. to strike. <laughs> well, Jessica's I mean, like, it's Elizabeth. Freaky. So, <laughs> yeah, she knows. At least, at least she believes it and she's not like, crinkle, you know. <laughs> so she she goes and uh, she realizes she's going to have to risk the fortune teller's curse to do it. got to do it. <laughs> so she gets there just as the carnival's about to close, frantically looks for Elizabeth and doesn't find her. Um, she has some employee and like, she's like, have you seen a girl that looks just like me? And he says no, and she asks about Claire, and he has no idea who that is either. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you know, if anyone would know about a girl who works here, it would be Mademoiselle Z, because she's been here her whole life. There you go. So this is just the excuse for Jessica to go talk to her. Yeah, and in my notes, I have the setting for this so that it's about to close, so all of the rides are shutting off one by one. Mm-hmm. And that sounds really creepy to me. It's a good setting. Yeah, it's it is pretty eerie. It is super eerie. Like imagine a carnival at after dark. She runs into Mademoiselle Z's burly assistant, who she, whose voice she now rec- recognizes as the Nikolai. It's Nikolai, Nikolai, her husband. Yeah, I think we never mentioned him up till now. But yeah, when she first goes to visit the fortune teller tent, he was like guarding the tent, and mm-hmm. he's like big and burly and menacing looking. But 
he's he's a really nice guy. He's a nice guy. He just so, stands outside of people's houses <laughs> like he tries creep. to scare them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he takes her to Mizzy, who says she was trying to scare Jessica away from the carnival to save her life. And then she tells the story about Claire. Why did you want me to stay away from the carnival? Jessica asks. At this point, she still doesn't know that she's not Elizabeth. Like, Oh, yeah. She's still talking to her, thinking that it's Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you a story, Miss Z sat down in her chair behind the big crystal ball. Many years ago, a man and his wife were trapeze artists in the circus. One night during a performance, the man was injured very badly because he could no longer work for the circus. He formed this traveling carnival. He and his wife had a child, but they were never a happy family. The father was bitter about the accident, and he was cruel to his wife and daughter. Missy took a deep breath. When the little girl was still very young, her mother died of a long illness. Her father grew even more unhappy, and he inflicted his anguish on the little girl. She was not allowed to have any playmates, and he forbade her to go on any of the rides. Over time, the little girl grew as cruel and bitter as her father. On her 10th birthday, the girl asked her father for a special gift. For one night, she wanted to be like any other normal child and go on one of the rides. Her father refused. That night, the little girl decided to go on the Ferris wheel all by herself. After everyone had gone to sleep, she sneaked outside and managed to start the huge wheel and hop into the car. What happened to her? Jessica asked. She rode for hours until at last she grew tired, Missy answered. Her, as her car reached the ground, she jumped off, but her long dress got caught in the air and she couldn't pull it free. The wheel continued to turn and the poor little girl was pulled to the very top of the Ferris wheel. She, she hung there for a moment, hundreds of feet in the air until her dress finally tore. Miss Z shook her head sadly. They found the little girl's body on the ground the next morning. The Ferris wheel was still turning. Caught on one of the cars was a long strip of blue and cream fabric floating in the breeze. Her father sold the carnival the very next day. What a terrible story, Jessica exclaimed. But what does this have to do with me? <laughs> Jessica. Come on, put the pieces together. Can't you guess, Miss C asked. Don't you understand? The little girl died, but her unhappy spirit didn't go away. Soon afterward, children who visited the carnival began to report strange sights and sounds. Some people believed that she inhabited the haunted house. I was one of those children who saw her. I, too, was raised in the carnival. My mother was the fortune teller before me, and when I was about your age, the girl's ghost first came to me and asked me to play. I remember it as if it were yesterday, though it had been more than... Though it has been more than 30 years, she was a solemn little girl with jet black hair, and her name was Claire, Jessica cried. She gets it. She gets it, <laughs> finally. So yeah, that's actually a really horrific way to die. Yeah. I was like, shit, that's really sad. Yeah. I mean, it's a sad life and then a horrible way to die. That does not excuse your bad behavior. Look, <laughs> look you... Sometimes you mirror what you you are shown. Well, despite the uh, sad story of Claire's beginnings or whatever, she's a lot less sympathetic than like Helen was. Oh yeah, because in in wait till Helen comes, we get the story and we're supposed to feel sorry for Helen at the end that she like didn't mean it and didn't understand what she was doing. But Claire has none of that sympathy. Oh no 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 no, definitely not. She's totally cruel. Next chapter, uh, Jessica explains, finally, that it's not her, but Elizabeth, who's been playing with Claire. And Z explains a little bit more about, like, Claire's powers, like what she can do. Basically that, you know, she talks to a person and over time they lose more and more of themselves. Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly what it is, but it's kind of like a... They're, the drawn, they're drawn more into her world. Yeah, 
Claire can only be seen by her intended victims, and over time, she draws them further and further into her world. She makes them forget their friends and family. She can even control their thoughts, only a little at first, but more and more until they're completely under her spell. So, yeah. She's pretty powerful. That's, uh, that's pretty messed up. Yeah. I'm kind of mad that in this book, Claire is real, that a ghost is real, but Miss Z is it, a fake. Yeah. She, Why do you make yeah. the fortune teller a fake? I was but a little disappointed, too. I was a little disappointed, too, that she wasn't a real fortune teller. Yeah, she admits that she doesn't have any powers. <sighs> you know, maybe, I mean, maybe it was. Did her mother have powers? I don't know. I don't know. But just a family full of fakes, I guess. I would. I, <laughs> I was cool. disappointed. I wanted her to be real, but yeah, she she admits that she's got no actual fortune telling abilities, and then she can only see Claire because she was once an intended victim. Mm-hmm. And once Claire shows herself to you, then you can see her. So how so how did she get out? Like she was an intended victim. They how never. Did she... They never say. I guess she just does. But in this chapter, does she talk about how to stop Claire? No, she doesn't know what. She doesn't really know. Like, they... they... My notes say, so uh, Elizabeth can only stop this whole thing. Mm-hmm. She's, she, no one can save her. She has to decide she has to, to decide. shun Claire. Okay. She has to turn away from her on her okay. own free will. So this is like a sick, messed up, abusive relationship yeah. in which it went, yeah. she convinces, like, nobody else loves you like I love yeah. you. Pretty much. And so basically... You cut off all your friends and your family. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm the only one you have, so now come off the Ferris wheel with me. So, that yeah, Elizabeth is the only one that can stop it. They can't really do anything, but they do plan an intervention, essentially. They release the ponies so they can, like, find Claire's location. Release Release the ponies! ponies! Because if they see, like, a horse screaming, they'll know that she's nearby or something. They they do use the word horse screaming. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of scary and weird, but whatever. I don't know why I'm laughing about it, but it just... Release the ponies! So back with Elizabeth, uh, Claire has become kind of desperate now that it's like the last night of the carnival because like this is the last night it's going to be here. Well, she's spent all of her energy yeah. on one person. That's that's what, yeah, throw your throw yeah. your, throw your net out. Try everybody. Just try everybody. Take whichever one's okay, first. Okay, Pat, Patrick didn't work? Yeah. Try somebody else. Maybe she was and we only <laughs> saw like one and I don't know, I guess they're all stronger will than stupid Elizabeth. Oh. I don't know. Maybe her will evaporates on like school breaks her will is strong during school so we've yeah we've only watched we've only watched elizabeth on school breaks (laughs) gotta watch one where she's actually in school so you can see the real studious elizabeth so yeah claire's kind of like desperate now and being a lot less nice Mm -hmm. and she's basically like commanding elizabeth to get on this ferris wheel so Jessica and Miss Z see the Ferris wheel turn on, although they knew she was going to be there. So I don't really know why they're like, where is she? Like, come on. You know, they you know she's going to take her to the Ferris wheel. They could have saved those ponies. Those ponies could have been in the stables. Seriously, they could have just been chilling instead of being <laughs> freaked out. Um, Nikolai manages to stop the Ferris wheel before it gets too high. Like he stops it from moving. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elizabeth or Jessica is able to crawl into the the Ferris wheel car with Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, Because it's, like, not far off the ground. Yeah. Claire shows herself at this point, and she's enraged. And I think I wanted to read the description of what she looks like now. Okay, yeah, please, because I skimmed over this part because it was kind of freaky, and I didn't want to read anything that was really going to 
keep me up at night. Elizabeth is in a trance. Uh, Jessica's like trying to get her to pay attention to her, trying to get her to like look. She's like, look, our house in Sweet Valley is over there. Mom and dad are there, whatever. And then this chapter ends with uh, Claire rising into the air and saying, come, Elizabeth, come to me. It's time to play. (laughs) So chapter 15 is the last chapter. And... um, Claire's floating in the air. Elizabeth sees her calling to her and Elizabeth starts to stand up and go to her. Jessica holds on to her with all her might as Elizabeth's like reaching out to her. Jessica watched in horror as Claire began to transform before them. Her long black hair turned white and scraggly. Her girlish face grew sunken and bony and her flesh dried and withered. Finally, nothing was left of Claire but a hideous skeleton. And so Jessica's like, look at her! <laughs> look at who she is! <laughs> Do you really want to be friends with yeah, that? Yeah, and Elizabeth's just like not having it. And it's not until Claire blasts Jessica with some sort of like light. <laughs> okay, yes. I'm like, what? She has this dazzling light yeah. that shoots from her eye holes. Yeah. It's like, the, it's like the Southern Oracle. What kind of power is that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's whatever power it's like she some has. Lightning thing, and yeah. it hits. Does it hit Jessica? Yeah, it hits it... Jessica. She's trying to get her to let go so Elizabeth can, yeah, like fall off the Ferris wheel. <laughs> and so it blasts Jessica. She like falls to the floor of the car, and this is what snaps Elizabeth out of it. Yeah, because she's like, "You hurt my sister," and you know it's not like instantaneous. She's kind of like, "Wait a minute, what's going on? Wait, my you sister's why, hurt. Why is you did that. Hurt? Yeah, yeah. So." She snaps out of it now, and as soon as Elizabeth tells Claire she won't go with her, that just seems to defeat her. Okay, that was another thing I wanted to talk about, too. Because it's just, like, instant. But clearly she can't be gone forever. That's what I was thinking, too. So they say no, but it doesn't get rid of Claire's spirit. Yeah, she's just going to terrorize. No, right? Yeah, she's just, I mean, Miss Z said no. Yeah. She's still there. Yeah. So she's just going to continue to terrorize people. Clearly Patrick so- said no. Yeah, and so yeah. Miss Z has to stay there and be this phony fortune teller to try yeah. to. But to I think she should change away. her tactic. She definitely like, needs to change her tactic. Really, actually warn people rather than yeah. being so vague about it. Be like, hey, if you meet a girl named Claire, don't talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then Claire changes her name to like Susie. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I'm hanging out with Susie. <laughs> so yeah, she. I. I mean, she disappears for now, but no one seems to care. I guess. Um, and then. We get another, like, stupid, pointless hijink ending. Although, Miss Z a, does send Jessica a letter. Ends uh, in a joke and laughter. Yeah, it ends in jokes and laughter. Uh, here's a letter from Miss Z. Dear Jessica, although I have no mystical powers, I would like to offer you one final prediction. You and your sister will always share a special bond of love and friendship. Treasure it and protect it, for you are truly lucky. This comes from my heart, not from my crystal ball, so I know it must be true. Mademoiselle Z. And then hijinks. Yeah. Yeah. The end. Ghosts are real, but... Ghosts are real, but no one cares. <laughs> laughing. We're laughing about jokes. You know, I don't even remember if Elizabeth, like, apologizes. She must. I didn't write that down, but she she must apologize I, I, for being a total B. Well, I wonder if she has any PTSD from all of this. I mean, that was pretty traumatic. Yeah. She almost died. Go to... Th- these girls need therapy. <laughs> But no, they're just going to go back to school and everything will be normal. Hey, she's going to write an incredible article and get picked up pretty 
pretty early in her writing career, her journalism career. She'll write a book. I mean, maybe she wrote the book. Jamie Suzanne is Elizabeth. <laughs> well, that was it. That was Carnival Ghost. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it still. I uh clearly I as a as an adult it became clear that the mystery of the story is laid out in front of you at the very oh, beginning. Yeah. And I don't know if I remember it being that way. You know, I I I guess I prefer books that they keep more hidden. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you're like, "What?" cuz like even with Wait Till Helen comes, it takes you about halfway through before you know what Helen's game is. Yeah. And then you spend the rest of the half with trying to stop her, mm -hmm. I guess. But in this one, they, they pretty much are like, yep, here's this ghost child. Well, I mean, the name of it's Carnival <laughs> Ghost too. Well, sure. so it's like, why isn't Elizabeth getting it? It's not like it was, I don't think it was supposed to be a secret that she's a ghost, but it was pretty clear what her intentions were right yeah. off the bat. Instead of just being like, she, maybe she's a friendly ghost. Yeah, <laughs> no. no. Definitely not. No. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed this one too. And I feel like there are a few other super chillers that I like, but I think this was my favorite one. There's another super chiller that's also like in, at Christmas time. I wonder why that is. I don't know. That one was, uh, that one was like a Christmas Carol one. It's called the Christmas ghost. And it's like, I think, uh, Jessica has a, has a Christmas Carol oh, type well, thing know. where she sees all the ghosts of her future present, present past. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. That one was a good one too. It's but that doesn't sound scary. It wasn't. Okay. They're not all scary, I don't think. I guess I guess it was scary because it shows a or shows Jessica what her future's like if she continues on her path of, of debauchery. What? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. Oh, which not reminds doing her homework me or about. I mean, this is a stretch, okay? But like about uh, Jessica's fortune, about like her vanity or whatever. Yes. I was wondering if maybe it had some truth in that. Uh, She's vain enough to think that the fortune's about her. Oh, and so that has kept yeah kept her from, from saving Elizabeth earlier. Yeah, because she's like, it's got to be about me, right? Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. That's that's it's that's, that could work. It's a stretch. That could work. But Elizabeth does remember her fortune when she's like on the Ferris wheel. I think. I think she has. Like oh a, yeah, she's like a, a piece of paper. Yeah. She remembers like this small piece of paper. What is that? Oh, high places, you'll I, fall. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so that does come back in. So I don't know if we're meant to think that the uh, fortune cookie is actually powerful. Those are real. But Those, Ms. Z is fortune fake. Fortune cookies are real, but this fortune teller's <laughs> fake. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I actually enjoyed this book. I loved the detail in it. I loved the settings. The dialogue between the characters was believable. I definitely would have enjoyed this book as a kid, but I was too judgy. <laughs> To pick up any of the Sweet Valley books. Really? Yes. You were like, I'm too good for Sweet Valley. It just, it looks so girly. Now, I don't ever remember seeing the Super Chillers. I didn't see any of that stuff. But the other regular stuff, it just looked too girly. And I was not into girly things. So I mean, I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy any of this. I feel like the, the normal regular ones are just about like school hijinks most of the time. So they're less interesting. And honestly, I barely remembered the plots of any of those because yeah. I liked these. I liked the special editions where they did stuff, and they had a lot of really good ones. There was, there's like another like Christmas one. I just love Christmas ones where uh, they have like an alternate reality where Elizabeth didn't exist, 
<gasps> like, I don't remember how it started. Yeah, it's called A Christmas Without Elizabeth. I remember that one being really good because... We need it, to read that one. Yeah, we should. Well, Christmas is coming up. There you go. <laughs> I guess. But I liked that one. I don't remember how it started. They had like a fight or whatever and Elizabeth's like, I wish I was never born. Or maybe Jessica wished she was never born. I don't remember. But somehow... So they're kind of like a wonderful life? Yeah. Okay. Where they're thrown into this reality where Elizabeth never existed and then see how terrible things are. Cool. <laughs> Like Maybe someone. Elizabeth felt like unappreciated or something, and that's how it starts. Yeah, that one, that one was a good one too. But yeah, the regular ones are pretty much just they are. I mean, I wouldn't call them super girly. They're about girls. Yeah, but you know, Elizabeth's not a girly girl. No, so it's just kind of like they're at school and they do things and they have fights and you know that's high school shenanigans, oh. well, middle no. school shenanigans. No, I I I would much rather have fantastical lands. Same. And, yeah. Same. Well, do you want to end this episode on any ghost stories? Do you have any ghost stories? like real Person? ghost stories? Yeah. No. You know I've never seen a ghost. <sighs> okay. Well, I was looking on Instagram and just at a random post and I saw, I couldn't get too far into it because people were posting their experiences and it was at night and I wanted to actually sleep. But one that I saw that was really interesting, a person posted that she and her husband were driving by a graveyard and she saw a woman bending over and she... Uh, you know, was talking to her husband was like, Oh, I wonder, you know, what what she looking at or who she's visiting. And he turns and looks and says, who? And he doesn't see the woman. Okay. But, but she says the strange thing was like when she, she, she thought that was a real person standing there. The strange thing was the woman was wearing a pink dress and she could tell it was bright pink as if it were daylight, but it was nighttime. Isn't that creepy? I'm giving a skeptical (laughs) look right now. I'm I'm the annoying people in the book that just like <laughs> it, explains stuff away. She must have run you, in front of me. How, how can you explain that though? I don't know. I'm sure you could. No, you can't. I'm sure you could. It's nighttime and you can tell what kind of dress this woman's wearing. Pink. Like, was it pitch black? Was there a street light? I assume of course it can, so. It can't because be. Because she said black. it was like daylight. Maybe you're just crazy. Okay. Well. Well. I don't. I've only seen one thing, and that's a shadow figure in my house. And when it happened, I was wide awake. It was just kind of shocking rather than like really scary. Did he tap on your window and tell you to stay away? No, it was in my house. It was actually inside, inside my house coming up the stairs. Probably just a shadow from a tree. What What shadow from a tree looks like a person? It was if, like if a it's form. nighttime, it was a form. If you think you can't tell what the uh, color of a dress is at <laughs> night, you definitely can't tell what a form okay. of a person okay. looks I like at night. One. I got another one. Okay. All right. So, uh, my sister and I were younger. We were sharing a bed at my grandparents' house, and my grandparents had a lot of weird, a lot of weird feelings in different parts of the house: closets and rooms, bathrooms. Just ugh. anyway. So we're sleeping in a bed. We're sharing a bed at night. My sister says, Emma, turn on the light. I'm like, what are you talking about? Just, you're right there next to the bed. Ne- I mean, next to the light, turn it on yourself. Emma, turn on the light. So I turn on the light. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, something's in the room. I'm like, I don't, there's nothing. I don't see anything. So we we stay up as long as we can with the light on. I'm starting to fall asleep. And yes, I know I'm starting to fall asleep. So maybe it was my imagination, but I've never felt anything like this ever in my life but as i'm falling asleep i feel a hand squeeze my side 
I can feel each individual finger, the weight of each individual finger, squeeze my side. How can you explain that? A cramp. <laughs> it wasn't a cramp. I didn't it feel it, so hand. I can't tell it you. It was a hand. It was a hand. Woke me straight up, uh, and I couldn't go back to sleep. And like I said, I've never felt sure anything. There wasn't a cat. They don't want, They didn't have cats. There were no, the only pets in the house were dogs. They slept in my grandparents' room. Were you sleeping in the bed alone? My sister was in the... It was her then. No. She... <laughs> I'm sleeping on my left side, and she's on her left side. I just don't... And it happened on my right side. I just... It was a cramp. It wasn't a cramp. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as ghosts. There are. No. Their names are Claire. They're all Claire's. Well, don't follow a girl to a Ferris wheel. For real. So we're doing spooky stuff this month. Yeah. So next time, my pick, and I'm going, I know it's cheesy, but. It's not cheesy. This is like an epic tale is, from everyone our age. This is the thing. Scary stories to tell in the dark. That's my pick next time. Um, and just real quick, I noticed that it says that it's collected by Alvin Schwartz rather than written by. Oh, so, so you just found like a bunch of yeah. Uh, so they stories. actually have like resources in the back of where these where they came from. Yeah, a lot of them I think are urban legends and stuff. Oh, so scary stories to tell in the dark. That's what we're doing next time. But yep. there's no tag. There's no tagline for it or anything. There's probably like a short like blurb in one of the stories you could uh, you could share. But I mean, anybody. I feel like any kid that is our age or any human that is our age read this as a kid or knows about it and has memories of the creepy drawings. The illustrations um, are just I nice. remember not having read this in a long time. I remember my worst, my least favorite, the more, most scary story to me in there is the one about the spiders coming out of her face. Ugh, I and don't there's like a me. picture in there, somewhere oh. in there of it. And it's really freaking scary. Is this the original or is this... This is the original. Because there's so. a different one. There's like a second one, right? There's like yes, a first I, one. I, got, I, I bought the set from uh, Barnes & Noble. There's three books in the I set. I don't remember which one has the uh, spider story, but that's the one I remember. And I mean, that's a different... I remember this illustration. Yeah. That one's terrifying. I feel like any story about like insects is just like, that's like a practical fear. So (laughs) it's not like, you know, I'm afraid of ghosts. Like I don't, I'm not even afraid of spiders now, but if spiders came out of my face, I sure as hell would be. (laughs) Holy shit. Cause Uh, I think that's my biggest cringe for uh, like, you know, everyone's got like a thing that skeeves them out the most. Mine is what they refer to as body horror. Body horror. So it's basically it's basically like things that happen to your body. So like any scary story about like a parasite or something living inside of you or your body transforming into something else. Like that sounds like pregnancy. (laughs) And it's terrifying. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, that's the kind of horror I cannot stomach. And I don't want it because it skeeves me out. And it and any story that's about that, I I'm more disgusted than anything else, but I also can't help but think about weird shit happening to my body and not Mm -hmm. being able to control it. And there's, to me, there are nothing scarier than not being able to control your own body. What stories are there like that? (sighs) I can't think of a specific example because I avoid them. Yeah. Well, this isn't a story that's about this, but this is a scene in a movie that horrified me. It was uh, Poltergeist 2. 
and there is a scene where the alcoholic dad drinks tequila and the tequila worm is <gasps> like possessed or ah! it's something. I don't remember what it is, but so he swallows it and then later pukes up this entire like huge monster. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I'm not into that. <laughs> and there was also a scene from, I think it was Nightmare on Elm Street two or three where Freddy like crawls out of someone's body. Yes. And like, I hate that kind okay. of stuff. Anything okay. that's like in your body. Ugh. <laughs> ugh. <laughs> no. None of that. Everything stay away from me. You go be scary over there. I can handle like ghosts and shit, but get out of my body. <laughs> anyway. Tangents. So oh, yeah, I next week, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. Until next time, guys. Bye. To learn more about us and see what we're going to read next, visit our website at growingupbookish.com. 